2: Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shay, And this is Dimity McDowell. And right now I'm playing the statue
1: game with my um, <laughs> microphone setup. So if, if anything moves and the sound quality changes, know that, you know, something <laughs> happened. I don't
2: know. Of course, now I'm just going to laugh like a moron. during <laughs> it, I know, I
1: know. Well, so it's, it's really the issue is, is that I have this little, like, what, what, well, you called it an Atom, which is the brand name, Sarah, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a dingle bob that attaches my, um, <laughs> it catches from my computer to my microphone. I have to plug the microphone in there and then that goes into the computer. Yes. Because heaven forbid, you know, Apple make anything that, you know, doesn't oh, could they- connect directly. Yeah. Yes, sure. Who would yes. want that? Who would want yeah. that? I yeah. know.
2: Mm-hmm. I know.
1: So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, so this one's been bouncing around in the bottom of my, uh, you know, my bags now and then. And of course, Ben's been using it. Um, and bouncing around, I'm sure, around the bottom of his bag. So (laughs) anyway, so I'm gonna put Dingle Bob on my Christmas list and we're gonna
2: hope that we can get through this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Oh my goodness. Oh well I am excited that next week or as as people the day that people listen to this episode I get to fly to Austin, Texas for work. Oh, it's your favorite spot. You (laughs) you already like reserved swimming holes? Oh, my goodness. And well, that swimming holes is exactly the right term, Dimity, because one has a pool-esque quality, but there are two spring-fed places to swim so that the water temperature is um, consistent year-round. And last year I swam at one called um, Deep Eddy, And it is like a pool. It is, um, had poured concrete, but the other one looks like a pond or a lake um, kind of um, It's I think it's almost a rectangular shaped lake so obviously it is human made but oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Is it exactly 100 meters? <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> well that was the thing last year I didn't when I swam at Deep Eddy I didn't have my Coros GPS with me and so I just kind of swam until I felt like I'd swum enough. Sure, and, sure. And so oh, it turns out that it is a 100 Feet across. Is that right? It's a hundred. I think it's a hundred feet across. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. So, So it was just, uh, I don't know. It was, it's an unusual distance, but I am just so excited because to me, swimming outside in December is truly my idea of heaven. Well, yeah, so so it's open. I mean it's not too cold enough to be closed. Oh, it's open year round. If you're hardy enough, if you're hardy and hail enough to do it, you can go swimming there. Hardy and hail. You are hardy and hail enough, Sarah. I, I give you that uh, stamp of you. approval. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
1: um well and um, I'm just curious, what is the bottom
2: like in a man made lake? Like well, like that. That's my big question about Barton Springs. That I don't know how deep it is. Is it gonna be all silty? Is it um is there Algae on the bottom, so I might slip. I don't know. Uh, okay. So, so that uh, in the past, so I've been to Austin a lot for business in December. I go to this running trade show every year, and so I've been intimidated, to be quite honest, of it. And so I am going to forge ahead. I, I, I you're to... hardy and Hale. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to forge ahead. <laughs> yes. So I think I'm going to swim at one of them one day and the other one the other day, and then I'll have a couple days to decide which to go to. Also because, you know, that... um because of the trade show, I have to swim kind of early. So the thought of going in something that wasn't, you couldn't quite tell what the bottom was like, and maybe the sun's not quite up, and there were just a lot of variables. And the Loch Ness Monster might be there,
1: Sarah. <laughs> yes, That's all I'm going to say yeah, is yes. that he's scheduled to be
2: in Austin sometime in December, so watch out. <laughs> One of those bats from underneath the famous bridge has morphed yeah, exactly. a creature that lives there. So yes, so I'm super excited for that. I'm actually tacking on a couple extra days to stay with a mutual friend of ours. Nice, and so that largely so I can swim more days outside, and also because the daylight hours are so much longer, and oh. this time of year it is rough here in Portland.
1: I can imagine I can imagine I know we're a little bit longer, a little bit i was I was getting all ready to say latitude because I remember because it's a ladder, right? Uh-huh. We're a little bit below you on a latitude scale, but not by much, and it is I mean, yeah, about four thirty five o'clock, I'm like. Oh, okay. Gee. Where's where's uh you know someone make me dinner and then like transform me to the couch. I'll watch a little Great British Baking and call it good.
2: Like oh, precisely, precisely. Oh my gosh, I was having a text thread with what is deemed uh, I deemed pickleball posse, which uh, is my group of women here in Portland that we play on um a court that you have to rent. It's a privately owned court. Uh, there's two of them. That sounds so elitist, and so. I haven't been playing this month because we've had so much rain. I've been traveling a bunch. And so I was like, oh, okay, let's play from three 30 to five. And somebody texted back and they're like, um, sunset's at four 30. We got to finish up by that. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Seriously. I'm oh like, my gosh! Oh, woof. sunset at four 30. So I am, uh, thinking I'm going to try to play some pickleball. I'm going to scout it out. I know Texas, um, the largest pickleball facility in Texas. Last I heard is being built, right outside of Austin. I got to find out what the status of that is. If it's complete, I might have to go check that out. So I like it. I like it. Sounds fun.
1: We'll have a great trip.
2: Yes. Swim swim
1: some laps for me. I am not, I I have, I am just become very
2: anti- Chlorine lately. Oh wow! I swam so the same day that I recorded the podcast episode with Alison Dazier, I swam outside in Berkeley, California, and gosh, that was uh, again. I love swimming outside, but boy, that pool was crowded. At one point, there were five of us in a lane, and man, when you gotta like keep up and and just not get anybody's way, the workout goes really quickly because at least for me, I was so frantic of just kind of not getting in anyone's way. That sure. You're like, okay, let me get to the end. Okay, no, you can pass me. You can pass me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. suddenly I'm like, wait a minute, I've swung 2,200 yards here. Like, it's time to go. <laughs> I've done enough. I've done enough. Yeah, and my and my cortisol levels are through the roof right now. My heart rate is flying. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, precisely, precisely. Oh. It's like, oh, wow, that's a really good workout. It's like, oh, I think a lot of that is nerves. <laughs> 100%, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which kind of brings us to our first question because Penny wants to know, how to keep easy runs easy.
0: Good morning. Penny from Casanova here. I just got back from one of my last runs during tapering for the New York City Marathon on Sunday. Today was an easy run, and I know how important easy runs are, but I have trouble keeping them easy. So I'm wondering if you could give me some tips on how to keep an easy run an easy run. My pace for a marathon is around an 11-minute pace, so I'm um, wondering what my easy pace should be. I am able to, like, talk, and first mile's always nice and easy, but then I, like, slowly creep into probably too fast to call it easy. Thanks very much. Love your insights.
2: Ah, Penny. We love Penny, uh, Mm -hmm. who's twice been a guest on another Mother Runner podcast talking about her quest to run a marathon in all 50 states. And Yeah, um, I mean, every time someone, I meet her, or I meet her, I talk to her, I
1: interact with her, or someone else meets her, they're like, okay, I want to be Penny in my next life. Like, she just has this, like, consistent, Mm -hmm. get-it-done manner. I mean, she's, I don't think she would be upset if we shared her age, which I'm not even entirely sure what it is, but I feel like she's... 71. Seventy one. Yeah, mm-hmm. like young seventies. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. I mean, she is just go, 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 and so fit, but yet always also so like conscious of her her body and still has goals. And I just I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to be
1: penny when I'm seventy
2: one. Oh my gosh, I want to be penny at my current age. And yeah. so so, <laughs> so she yeah, because so the New York uh city marathon was not on her list of states that she had to run because she's run New York several times that marathon and probably others in the same state because that's the state she lives in. And so she said she did this year just because she wanted to have a fun time and kind of redeem the 2011 New York City Marathon, which she sent me pictures from that and it did not look like a good time. So 2011, like 11 years ago, uh, uh, 10 years. uh, Yeah. 11 years ago. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Wow. yeah. 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 So I think we can all agree that while the phrase Easy run strikes delight in most of our hearts. It it can be tough to make sure you're going at a gentle enough pace. You think, whoo, I get to run slowly. And suddenly it's like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta go faster, gotta go faster or something. So so Coach Dimity, uh, please explain <laughs> the reasoning behind and the value of an easy run in a training cycle, especially during the taper, as Penny was calling us during. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean it's 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 most important. I mean, it is important during the taper in that you don't wanna, you know. Um, burn any candles before you get to race day. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's really important during the training cycle more so because it is the place where you build up that cardiovascular pyramid, you know, mm-hmm. like we've talked about. And Penny, I'm sure hers is like as wide as the country of Egypt right now. <laughs> I don't really think she needs that, but she does need that in her schedule to give her body a break, right? Mm-hmm you know, so that you're not pounding too hard. You're not working too hard. You're not raising those cortisol levels. You're mm-hmm. not, you know, you're just, it's just, I'm going out. I mean, at the end of those runs, like you should almost feel like it wasn't a workout Now, mm. on a longer run. Of course it was a workout, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but on a shorter one on a shorter, easy run, whether it's three, four five miles. I mean, granted, it's, it depends a lot on your, where you are in your fitness level, but for someone like Penny, who is obviously like an energizer bunny, you know, it should be like okay, you know, I may I might not even need to shower. I just feel <laughs> like I could just keep going with my day, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. and it's and again, it's just the purpose of it is just to get some miles under your feet, some miles in your legs, and not do any harm otherwise, and build your mm-hmm.
2: cardiovascular endurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Kind of, sort of, to maintain where you are, but not to forge forward in your fitness at all you know not to not to build upon it to a higher level so yeah keep- well
1: and it does build on upon it because again like i mean y- yes i'm on, on a very micro level it doesn't build on that day but again you know like as you do those again and again and again that bottom layer becomes wider it mm-hmm. becomes deeper and mm-hmm. you you do then all of a sudden you can go a lot higher so your mm-hmm. fitness does build from that but it's not like it's a you know, you finish. You're like, wow, that was awesome. You know, <laughs> <'Cause> I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: much fitter now. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So, advice for keeping it slow. I mean, I would suggest, Penny. I'm not remembering whether you listen to music or not, but I find listening to slower music, or better yet, a podcast. And and it sounds like a shameless plug for us, but it's not. It's because I find that music, no matter. What style of music, the beat of it, whatever. It makes me run faster than a podcast so that, you know, switch to to a show and just the spoken word rather than the sung word will make you uh, hopefully hold your pace back. And then we know that Penny has a big group of running buddies, just a really awesome group of folks there in central New York. And so recruit some of them, Penny, to hold you back, keep you accountable to an easier pace and then you know if all else fails um i say talk out loud to yourself to remind yourself you know slow your roll penny and that i don't i don't know i found that talking to yourself i i did that a lot when i was running while pregnant and i would say out loud Am I running slow enough? Am I running? Can I still talk? Can I still talk? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, that's obviously that's one of the most basic things is a talk test. And I mean, she asked for a specific pace, and certainly, you know, if you run eleven minute miles during your marathon, you're gonna your easy pace is gonna be anywhere from like eleven thirty to twelve thirty. You know, Mm -hmm. depending upon the day, depending upon the train, depending upon how you're feeling. So, but I wouldn't let that be your guide, right? So again, it needs to be easy. So if one day, you know, if it's a thirteen minute mile, like that's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. like just, you know, I just would not let it get above 1130 or get faster than 1130 because then Mm -hmm. you're creeping into marathon pace. And that's not, that's not easy. That's your, that's your race day pace. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it is hard. I mean, I will say, you know, I don't, obviously I'm not doing that on the run anymore, but you know, I've been trying to, I've been really conscious over these past couple of weeks of trying to get some easier workouts into my mix. Just, you know, mm. I really love to sweat. I really love to like, you know, like we've talked about, like having intervals in my workout, like that kind of thing. It makes mm-hmm. it go faster. Mm-hmm. But um am just trying to like, just calm down a little bit, you know, again, <laughs> like trying to just kind of soothe myself instead of like jack myself up during a workout, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, Mm -hmm. it's boring. I mean, it's boring. I won't lie to you, especially on a bike in a basement. So (laughs) a a podcast helps a TV show helps music agreed. Like you, you use too much music and even if it's like a slower song, but if it's something that gets you kind of excited, you know, Mm -hmm. then you're going to push the pace, push the heart rate up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, and the other thing too, with friends, I mean, I definitely think that you, if you have a friend that can watch her watch you know, mm-hmm. that's great. And have her say, okay, this is our red wall. We can't go in front of it. Like this is a mm-hmm. fence, the electric fence we can't touch. <laughs> but I also also feel like sometimes with friends, I just remembering back when I would run with friends,
2: you go faster, faster, faster,
1: faster. faster. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, we're running an eight minute mile and we're supposed to be a 10, you know, like, so. That's the whole like, oh, tell me more about that fight
2: you had with your husband. Go
1: on, go Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, but I think, I mean, obviously, I mean, again, like Penny is so diligent about just thinking about everything. And I love that about you, Penny. So, See what happens with your easy runs, but at the end of the day, and I know it's hard to hear when you have goals, but I—we're all just really proud of you, no matter what you do, you know. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm.
2: yes, 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 we most certainly are. All right, we'll be back with more questions and answers after this brief break. Stay with us. Okay, here's Jody with a question about post-workout nutrition.
0: Hi, Sarah and Timothy, this is Jody calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm a wife and a working mother of two, including a teenage daughter, so please pray for me. Um, I started running right before I turned 40, and I love the podcast and picked up so many helpful tips and suggestions that helped me become a better runner. and proud to say that I just PR'd at the Queen Bee Taff, um, which is a super hilly course and part of the Flying Pig series. Um, anyway, I am... Have- Learned so much about hydration and fueling from you all, which has definitely helped me over the last seven years. And I'm a little curious about post-run nutrition. I really pushed myself at that race and wondered if there's something I should be eating to help with recovery. I look forward to hearing your suggestions and ideas. And thanks for letting me call in while I'm enjoying the recovery walk. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, Jody, congrats on pring at Queen Bee Half. Way to slay the hills. Where do you know where that is, Sarah? It's in Ohio.
1: Ohio, very yes. nice mm-hmm. Queen Bee. I like that. I like the name of that. I I didn't know where it was. So
2: yes, what, I'm embarrassed. One of the uh, well, I know it's part of the. I'm pretty sure it's part of the Flying Pig series, maybe. But okay. I know that one of the um, cities in Ohio is known as Queen City. Okay, maybe that's. Columbus uh, people in Ohio are yelling out to me don't hate me my mother grew up in Lowell Ohio I know it's the Ohio State University right oh, there
0: you like, go that in
2: there at least you get partial credit yeah yeah there we go <laughs> Ohio for 300 Alex uh, <laughs> Buckeye State Buckeye state <laughs> yes. um, so so you know it can be so tough to get all the pieces of training right especially when you finish run the last thing you feel like doing is eating I mean I think we've all face that you come finish up your run and you're like, oh my stomach, it's just not feeling like it wants anything more. But it is so beneficial to your body, especially to your hardworking muscles to replenish after a training run that is the is it for one that lasts 75 minutes or is it longer than that? What's the thinking these days, Dim? Um, I think it's really
1: about the intensity of the workout. I mean, I would say anything over, you know, Over an hour, personally, I do, you know, um, I think about what I need to eat, but if you're going to do hard intervals and it was a 45 minute workout, you need to, you know, um, replenish some protein. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're thinking about um, the 75 minutes is more when you need to start taking Mm, stuff on the run with you. Yeah, that's
2: where I'm getting that from. You are correct. Yes.
1: (laughs) You know, that's when you want to take some calories with you and some hydration, especially on, well, all the time, but especially on warmer days. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so the, that post-run nutrition, post-workout nutrition is key and it's becoming more and more key. We've, you know, the research is showing and and the women that are, the scientists that are studying female athletes are just like protein, like protein, protein, protein. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you have some protein on top of your protein? Could you put some whey, <laughs> whey powder on top of your chicken? Okay, because that's what we need. I mean, seriously. Um. So yeah, so basically, like the idea is, is that yes, you want, I mean, chocolate milk is the first one that comes to mind that you want to drink mm-hmm. a glass of that. And that is a mix of protein, fat and carbs, right? And that's uh-huh. kind of a nice, those are the three. Some you kind of want to hit. But if you have to hit one harder, we uh-huh. want you to hit the protein, obviously. Uh-huh. And so, So I know we've been talking about core power a little bit around this parts, right, Sarah? Mm
2: -hmm. When you were talking about that, I'm like, oh, core power. It's the easy way to get all three of those in there. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's got, I mean, it's got, they advertise 28 to 30 to 40 grams of protein, right, Sarah? Is that the numbers? Yeah, there's
2: 26 grams and
1: 42 grams. Okay, there's 30 in the one you can get from Costco. That's why.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's so special. at least
1: that's what it says on the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll take its word for it. So yeah, so you want to have some protein right, like pretty much within 20 minutes. So again, mm. like there's a lot of information out there. Um, But I just sat in on a coaching course for the past six weeks where we talked about a range of different things for female Ooh. athletes. And and that was one thing that everybody emphasized was 20 minutes or less, you want something in your body. So, you know, if you're on a run, come home and you almost, you know, have your like smoothie made, Mm. like, again, like you could have collagen in it, you can have whey protein, you can have whatever you want in it. Um, Mm -hmm. So so as long as you have something close to about 20 to 30 grams, I would say, Mm -hmm. you know, or you can have, you know, come home and have, it doesn't sound good, but like cottage cheese or (laughs) peanut butter and toast or something like that. But you want to just definitely like, because that is like, your muscles are like, Basically, like an empty gas tank when you finish a workout, and so like to give them exactly what they need to replenish and keep growing, and you know, and rebuild. Mm-hmm. It's like money in the
2: bank, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hearing you say that people might not feel like eating cottage cheese when they walk in the door, I have to say that brings to mind: it's important to listen to your body because a lot of times. When I come in the door after a hard workout, something savory is exactly what I'm looking for. Like I like I love a good hard boiled egg with some salt on it. Sure, sure. Yeah. 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 So so you really need to tune in to what it is, you know, force yourself to eat something, but then listen to what it is that your body's hungry for and do not get caught up counting calories. You know, of course this, not, yeah. This is not a math equation that we want you figuring out.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. And the other thing I was just thinking about, what else can you add to a smoothie that has a lot of protein in the Greek yogurt? So you could, Mm. you know, open Mm -hmm. up a... Tobani, or, you know, or if you have something, you know, the bigger tub of it and just put a couple scoops in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think it's nice to have something waiting for you, honestly, like, mm. because it sometimes feels like a task, right? When oh, you come no, home no, no. and you're like, it,
2: it always feels like a task.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's why I love the core power so much. I mean, we just, right now it's cold enough that we can just keep it in our garage. Oh, you know, and yes. so like I just like Genius. walk out there, you know, mm-hmm. and grab one and that's, I, you know, we, we have the Costco version right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just right there. And I, I can like get it down before I, you know, as I walk up the stairs to to mm-hmm. get into the shower, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. But you can do that with a smoothie too. But again, it's like more that you want to have it ready and not have it be like, oh, you get distracted, and all of a sudden half an hour later, you're like, Oh, I've kind of mm, missed that you know, window. Missed yeah. the window and you're just, you know, whatever.
2: Yeah, it's also because you can have it on the go. So if you're going somewhere for a trail run or a gravel ride or whatever, it's it can be waiting there for you in the car and all neat and you know tidy in its in its bottle. Perfect. And um, I will say, Cincinnati is the queen city. Okay. I, I Googled it. <laughs> I, I to say, we got to come back to that. All right. All right. Well,
1: congrats, Queen B. Jody, on your PR. And um, thank you, Ohioans, um, for putting up with our, you know, a little bit uh,
2: bumbling. Yeah. Bumbling. Yes, yes. Yes. All right. Well, Trisha wants to pick our brains about warming up on a treadmill.
0: Hi. My name is Trisha, and I'm calling from Arlington, Tennessee. A long-time listener, I've been running for about 12 years, done several, well, lots of half marathons and a couple full marathons. I am currently training for the St. Jude half marathon in December, but it's starting to get cold, and so my motivation is starting to go down, so I'm wondering what you all think about starting your run on a treadmill, getting warm, and then going outside, Is that a bad idea? We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks. Bye. So, Dimity,
2: you know I love a good thought-provoking question that has a (laughs) celebrating pros and cons. So let's have at it. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought about this this morning when it was, I guess I looked and it was about, 43 out today and okay so that's not very chilly but so I was going on a walk with my buddy Trisha and usually I stay underdressed in our house until just before I step outside to work out as in this morning I was in tights and a sports bra while I do my PT exercises okay I might have been in my pajama pants and my sports bra but <laughs> <laughs> but then I wait to pull on a long sleeve tech top and a jacket or vest until, like, literally moments before I step outside, because I don't want to get used to those layers before going outside. Yet, Trisha's question really made me think about some advice that I recently ran into that was counter to this, was ran counter to what I do. So, this article suggested developing a warm layer of air next to your body that you then kind of trap and bring with you outside. There's a whole lot of air quotes in what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where did you read that, Sarah? I'm just curious. Do you remember? <laughs> I have no idea, and then I thought about trying to Google to find it again. I'm like, oh, yeah, good luck with that one. So, no, I <laughs> trap <do> not, warm <laughs> layer, right? I do not know, so so I don't know. So, what do you think about that theory, Dim? And you know, what do you do? I mean, I think
1: that's a I, it's intriguing for sure. I mean, I mm-hmm. like the idea of getting your body warm before you go out into the cold, but like, how warm is the question, and so mm-hmm. I mean like a mile warm up on the treadmill, I think that's okay. You know, if you keep it at, at that easy pace we were talking about, but mm-hmm. if you're like going to say, okay, say you have a 12 mile run and you're going to go six miles and six miles, like split it up that way. Mm. Like you're going to be, a, in my mind, you would probably be a pretty sweaty mess, you yes. know, by the time that six miles is done. So that's not to say you can't do it that way, but then you I would want a change of clothes right next to that treadmill and some, you know, and some fuel because we're going Mm -hmm. out, you know, longer than 75 minutes. (laughs) And yeah, and so like you definitely change your sports body. I mean, you change everything and then you would go out. And I think that that would work. She's playing with the idea in her head. So I would say, give it a go and see what happens Mm -hmm. and see how you feel. I mean, the only thing that I would say is that St. Jude's, I Googled this, it is in Memphis. (laughs) (laughs) You are going to be standing around before the the race starts Mm -hmm. in December. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I want you to at least do one between this. Well, it's actually going to be, I think it's in early December. So
0: Mm -hmm. I'm not
1: sure how many more long runs you have right now, Tricia, but, you know, just be aware that you're not going to have that bubble (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) on race morning, you know, because even if you go warm up and you're going to go stand in the corrals for a while. So...
2: That's a really good point, because it's a larger race. I mean, it's not like you know your hometown half marathon where there's three, four hundred racers where you could kind of just walk right up to the start and go. So, Dim, yeah. that's very classically you. You're like, just try it out, just just do it once, see. Whereas I'm like, oh, I got to debate whether should I do this, should I not do this. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I would worry that if I started inside, I might never go outside. I don't know why that would be problematic. You know, I, you can finish up a a run (laughs) inside. That's fine. But my thought was definitely yours, Tim, that if you stay inside too long, you get so dang sweaty. And then I'd step outside and it would be this shock to my system. I'd be wearing all these wet, sweaty clothes and I'd be like, yeah. So, you know, granted she is in Tennessee. It's not like it's Minnesota or Maine. So she's not literally going to freeze, you know, her clothes won't get ice chips on them, but I don't know. I just thought getting too warm inside is too tempting and could be problematic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I did, um, reading this question before I, it brought me back to, um, probably back to the old days when I was (laughs) training for the Ironman and for, for sometimes, I mean, it was definitely winter time. I remember, um, I did like, just say 45 minutes on the bike and then I would get off and run for 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. run Mm -hmm. outside and then come back in. And I probably did that, you know, maybe not that. Duration, but like, you know, I did that three times. I think.
0: Mm.
2: Wait, so you're saying you would bike for X amount of time, go outside, run for Y amount of time, go back inside, run, uh, bike, side, bike again, bike, Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Everybody.
1: So yeah. So the so and that was fine. I mean, again, like I had the right layers. So I had. I would just put sweatpants or, you know, tights over my bike shorts. Right. So mm-hmm. if you have mm-hmm. something, you know, like tighter fitting sh- running shorts that you can just put tights on mm-hmm. over. And mm-hmm. then I had like, um, like a wool shirt that I pulled over my top, right. Mm-hmm. And a jacket, you know, mm-hmm. hat and mitten. So, I mean, you can do it for sure. And, it, and especially I like, um, you know, me, I like to just mix it up and have something to, <laughs> you know, look forward to like in 20 minutes, I get to do something else <laughs> you know, <laughs> and be exactly where I am right now. So, um, so yeah, yeah. so that's, I, I like it though, Trisha, give it a go and. And let us know. But if it's too late to try it, you know, maybe just try it after the race and see see how it feels
2: because it might be yeah. kind of fun. Exactly. Yeah. And good luck at the St. Jude's race. All right. Diane is wondering about flavors of Noon.
0: Hi, this is Diane calling from Naperville, Illinois. I had a question about Noon. I love Noon and I know you guys are big supporters of it. I have it on my subscribe for monthly deliveries from Amazon. My question is, I get the flavor multi-pack, and it always seems when I am gearing up to go for a long run and I need a few tabs to put in my hydration vest, that I'm in between tubes. So I never know if I should mix two flavors or just open a new tube and only use the same flavor. Anyway, it got me thinking, what are your favorite flavors and do you ever mix flavors? And if so, what are your favorite combinations or what have you found that works well together? So
2: I love this question. We, I do are, <laughs> we are indeed longtime Noon drinkers. And for folks who don't already know, Noon is electrolyte-rich tablets you drop into a bottle of water to let fizz and dissolve. You might recognize that from ads we do for Noon. Um, and each variety of Noon contains differing amounts of electrolytes. So I believe in this case, Diane is talking about Noon Sport, which contains more potassium, sodium, calcium, and magnesium. Yes, I do love my Noon, although they, you know, thankfully... So Coca Cola, if you are
1: not a noon person, Kona Cola was a, a, a staple. I mean, probably their most popular flavor. And for some reason, they let it go. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, it was not it was not their most popular flavor, but they let it go. But they bring it back in the summertime now. And that is my favorite flavor.
2: Yes. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, my flavor is year round and. So we, for a long time I would only drink citrus fruit and then I made just a radical left turn and <laughs> and now, now I only drink orange uh- <laughs> Okay, right. so they're, they're basically the same flavor. Uh, um, but okay, so Dim, you do have a little bit wider noon palette. I do I, I do, do have a wider noon palette. So do you so you never mix
1: anything, huh, Sarah?
2: I'm a traditionalist. Yes. You're a
1: traditionalist. All right, all right. Yeah.
2: I'm from Connecticut. Um, you know, I
1: really <laughs> love... you, you you drink your orange noon while wearing your like Scottish kilts, you know, you're you're <laughs> Plaid my, kilt and
2: my fair owl sweater. And yes, yeah. exactly. Your penny loafers yeah. right. with yeah. a polished
1: penny in each of them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I'm not moving. You can hear my dog, but I'm still in my statue position. So there goes banjo. <laughs> so yeah, so Kona Cola. So it gives you like a nice kind of Cola background. Okay. So often, <laughs> especially in the summertime, after a very hard workout, especially a running workout, I used to do two noon tabs after, like, mm-hmm. I definitely felt like I needed all those electrolytes, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um, and that usually staved off that like post workout headache that I used to get, mm-hmm. you know when you when you've just kind of depleted yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you could take a whole bottle of advil and it, it, that's not gonna get it to go away. It's what you mm-hmm. need the electrolytes, so mm-hmm. so two mm-hmm. tablets i'm that's a plea for that if you ever need that, mm-hmm. you feel like you need it, but yeah, I mixed stuff up. I mean, so I would do. Like half a half a tab of Coca Cola, half a tab. I like the fruit punch with Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. It's got a little um sass to it, I guess I would say. <laughs> Undertones of um, yeah, I can also do lemon lime in there mm. sometimes. Lemon lime is a good one to mix things in with. Like you could mix that with orange or with fruit punch, and mm-hmm. they would, you know, it's just like adding a you know a squirt of lemon to your. Oh, water look at or that! Whatever. That's a good way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the ones I mean, so my 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 main noon flavors are Coca-Cola, fruit punch, and lemon lime. I'm not a citrus fruit girl or I mean, I don't mind orange, but um it's it's not my go to.
2: It's so funny, Dimity, because <laughs> you know, I think we go to retreats and people are like, oh, I always thought you were dimity, you know, pointing at me or whatever. And so, uh. you know, sometimes people seem to think we're interchangeable. But yet we have our very specific, the noon flavors. We each diverge on which noon flavor we like. Same with goo flavors. You're like the total sweet person. I'm the, you know, the fruity or even the hops, the bitter flavor. that. They oh, I know. I can't
1: believe it. when we were talking about that, like you're like, yeah, I like the hops. I want them to bring the hops
2: back. I was like, oh, Sarah. <laughs> oh, I know. I could hear you blanch. Yeah, You're so. not you because
1: you're not even a beer drinker,
2: really. You know, <laughs> I know, I, know. I don't. I don't need a shiner Bach every now and then like you do. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Uh, yeah. So I just find that very interesting. But I do admire you mixing up your flavors. That's. Um. You know, I realize I could do that. I could just do it. I could just try it one day. You could oh my god. Try it, <laughs> oh
1: and maybe even you know our friend um Trisha could like you know on use like you know lemon lime on the treadmill and then mixed up upside and take some orange outside and see what that does. <laughs> right?
2: Woo. Yeah. 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 So, but I did think that also, Diane, you could, um, if you wanted to just, if you did find a favorite flavor, you could just stock up on it by using our noon discount code, which you can uh, save 20% off your order when you use the promo code noon, AMR 20. And you use that at noonlife.com and U U N L I F
1: We'll, so, we'll uh,
2: link to that, and let's put the the code in the notes too, Sarah. Yes, so people yes. Can, um, they yes. don't remember it. Yes. So, but instead of because I I do love the ingenuity of Diane putting that on her monthly repeat from Amazon, which is a trick that I don't even know to do for anything, and the openness to be like, yeah, whatever flavors show up, that's fine. But uh, if you know if if you find a favorite flavor, then you can stock up by. By buying it directly from noon. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you, you know, have that Cona Cola with half a lemon lime tossed in, you can cheers dimity for that one exactly and maybe squeeze a real lime in there and see what happens
1: it would be good it would be good
2: (laughs) all right well we are in dire need of questions folks so please call 470 badass one that translates to 470-223-2771 leave your first name and where you're calling from please keep your message to a minute or less and that number will also be in our show notes
1: And if you are looking for some motivation, keep those wheels rolling in December, join us for Joy to the Run, which is a free training program for the month of December. 31 days of really fun, engaging workouts, a great community. Um, We have a private Facebook page and we have um, great giveaways, um, some merchandise you can buy along with it. And it's also a benefit for Brave Like Gabe, which you probably know, is the national organization to benefit um, rare cancer mm-hmm. research and um and then all cancer survivors kind mm-hmm. of help them keep moving as we all need to do. So check it out at anothermotherrunner dot com slash joy twenty twenty two. Registration is open now and will be open through December first. So. If you're like listening to this after you've had your turkey and you're like, okay, now I need to kind of figure out what's next, come join us for the month and you'll have a great sweat. Sweaty. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Where are you going? Where are but you going, Timmy? I know you're going to have what? do gingerbread vision of, I don't know. <laughs> palm
0: dancing in your head. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, Timmy's keeping our producer busy. Uh, our, our, our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff.
1: Keep those questions coming. We are here with answers and maybe some sugar problem fairies. I don't know.